0: There's a link in the show notes, or if you're an Instagram user, just message me, Three Steps. That's the number three, S-T-E-P-S, and I'll send you that link. Let today be the day you get started.
1: I used to play roller derby quite some time ago now, and I loved it. I still miss it sometimes. It was friendly, um, very aggressive, but it was so fun.
0: Welcome to Measure Twice, Cut Once, the podcast where we hear quilters and other crafters' stories and draw encouragement and even life lessons from them. Today's guest is Maude McDonald, or the Retro Quilter. I'm your host, Susan Smith, coming to you from my quilting studio, Stitched by Susan. This is where my long arm, Lucy, and I spend our days doing freehand, edge-to-edge quilting. Now, if you're not a quilter and those terms mean nothing to you, it's basically doodling on the surface of a quilt with a fifty pound writing pencil, needle and thread attached at really high speed. If you are a machine quilter, have you mastered quilting the feather? The feather, I feel like, is a perennial quilter's favorite design, from the hand-quilted ones of years gone by to the more intricate and sometimes highly elaborate ones that we see in quilt shows on Winning Quilts today. But I've taken this rather traditional element and created an all-over quilting design. And by all-over, I just mean it's quilted across the entire quilt top, not stopping and starting for borders or blocks or anything like that, and it just becomes this semi-traditional traditional, but not too highly intricate design that just adds great texture to a quilt top. So I'm offering a free class on quilting this feather. And in the class I start from the basic feather shape, work through even coverage on the quilt, learn how to avoid awkward corners, customize little details, it's all here in the class and I'll walk you through it and demo the quilting step by baby step. Simply head to my website, and a sign-up form will pop up for that class. It is entirely free, but you do need to register to get access to it. Today's Pins and Needles is brought to you by The Will and Dave Show. Hi, I'm the Will half of The Will and Dave Show, a short little podcast that myself and the eponymous Dave like to record talking about the things that really matter to us, whether that's social, political, or pop culture. Usually we don't see eye to eye, but more often than not, we can find some common ground in there somewhere. And now back to pins and needles, the quick tip for all you sharp quilters out there. My tip for you today arises directly from my conversation with Maude. So you'll hear a little more about it in the podcast chat, but here's, here's what I suggest. If there's any particular skill or technique in the project that you're working on, so in quilting terms, is it, you know, getting seams to lay flat or is it accurate cutting or is it, you know, pressing problems. Whatever that thing is that's tripping you up a bit or feeling difficult, find a way to master that skill. So we have what I like to call YouTube university at our fingertips. I recommend starting by googling the technique that you're looking for. Let's say flat seams and see what comes up and Undoubtedly, you'll get lots and lots of suggestions. From there, check out a couple of different videos, different teachers, and find a teacher that you relate well with, that you can kind of understand, that explains things in a way that makes sense to you. If you want to go one step further, start following that teacher or two or three that you find that way. Maybe sign up for their newsletter, sign up for their YouTube subscription, and just immerse yourself a little bit in the skills that they have to offer. And I think you'll find that will really help to elevate your skill set as well. You know I love my coffee. In fact, I've got a fresh steaming cup in my hand as we speak. If you are interested in supporting this podcast, it's very simple. Just go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash stitched by Susan. There for the price of a delicious coffee, you're able to make a one-time contribution. Thank you so very much for your support and maybe take a moment now to refill your cup as you settle back to enjoy today's interview. Good morning, Maude, and welcome to the studio. Very glad to
1: have you here. Thank you for having me, Susan.
0: I recently was introduced to you by a mutual, you know, Instagram friend, and that's how, how we meet so many quilters, isn't it? But I'm just fascinated by your feed. It is so unique and um it just pulls one in. It just pulls one in. But I see that you're a fairly new quilter. So I'd love to hear first kind of how you got started and what drew you into the world of quilting.
1: Oh, well, thank you. And um, yeah, so I've actually never been a a sewer or a a little bit of a crafter, but I I more drew and painted and such growing up. Um, And coincidentally enough, I started sewing Patches on my kids' denim jackets. That's how I got sewing, and then that evolved into making a garment or two. And then one Christmas, I decided to make a T-shirt quilt for my father, and that was that was it. I was hooked. You know, and that, how that is happens. no small
0: undertaking. T-shirt quilts are uh, they're a beast of their own. Let's just say.
1: Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> The quilt ended up being terrible, that's for sure, but um, it definitely was the gateway for me into the quilting world. It, it got me hooked, for sure.
0: So what first? What were some of your first more traditional patchwork projects? And by traditional, I just mean using cotton fabrics.
1: <laughs> um, well, after that, I decided to make a quilt for pretty much every one of my family. Perfect. And that's a
0: good way I, to start.
1: Right? You know, they're not going to tell me, oh, that's terrible or anything. <laughs> so um, I started with a, a nine patch. And from there, I did a trip around the world quilt for my mother that she still uses and loves. And I just look at it and cringe, but she still adores it. So that's good.
0: <laughs> you know what, they are equally warm either way. And you know, like anything else, you you have to start at the beginning. A a wise uh, crafter once said to me, you know, we all had to learn to walk at some point. And quilting is the same way. You don't ask a baby to get up and run. You don't ask a novice quilter to make a masterpiece. You just make quilts.
1: And you get better
0: and better and better. And that's the joy of it. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. When I first started to, I could not get the hang of binding. Oh, did I ever dread it? And my the very first quilts that I had, the binding would be almost S-shaped. It was just terrible. But you know, I I learned, I, I followed tutorials, I read books and I practiced and that's how you get better.
0: So let's give a shout out to some folks who do publish various tutorials, which is the beauty nowadays is you can just Google it. And YouTube is a, is a fabulous university. Yeah. So let's give a shout out to a couple of your favorite people to learn from and maybe kind of what their topic was, if there was something in particular.
1: Um. Well, I'm... Instagram, I found kitchen table quilting to be a huge resource for so many different things. So, time and time again, I would often end up at her page. Um, But just, you know, if you Google things, I I didn't know what nesting seams were. And um, it took kind of going down a rabbit hole on YouTube and stuff to find out what that was. And all of a sudden, you know, game changer, yes. you find that. But it was more like, um, who else do I, come to? geeky bobbin I know uh-huh. on Instagram. Um, yeah, so it's just, it, Johanna Masco, she is a Canadian as well. She has lots of tips and tricks and she's lovely.
0: So just, just in case one or two of our listeners aren't quilt makers, nesting seams absolutely is a little genius thing. And basically all it is, is on seams that are going to come up against each other. On one of them, you press the seam allowance up and on one of them, you press the seam allowance down. And then when you fit them together, those seams nest perfectly instead of layering over each other, they fit against each other. And it is absolutely like magic for the flatness that it brings too. To quilting. Oh, so yes. that's one handy little tip right there.
1: So I'm curious, <laughs>
0: do you spin your seam allowances? Do you know what that one is?
1: No, I haven't um, discovered or done that yet. I've read the term, um, but more like, I'm like, this is working right now. So I don't want to tempt fate. In true, ways.
0: true. Don't rock the boat. But you know, when yeah. when everything is going smoothly and easily, and you want to explore something new, that's kind of <laughs> Next leveling in a way for getting flat seams.
1: That'll be the next thing that I Google, I suppose. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Being a long arm quilter, though, I tend to notice that because I'm always quilting over those, you know, seam intersections, if you will, and so the ones that are flat, I love. Of course, I do. Yes.
1: Yes. Absolutely. That is like uh, the goal. (laughs) Flat is be
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's like the the mecca of quilt quilt top creation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: So let me ask you this. In your journey, did it, did you sort of learn all about quilts at once? Or were you first like into making quilt tops and then it was an, another step into learning what the layers of a quilt were and the quilting process, which really is a whole other skill set in many ways? No,
1: I, I just dived right in. Um, once I was hooked, I just, or hooked, I couldn't get enough so if I tried I don't know a certain pattern on one quilt then I'd be like okay maybe I'll try free motion quilting on it too you know just whatever everything was just so fascinating um and it still is fascinating but I just wanted to get my hands on everything and try it all so I at the beginning of my quilting journey I certainly um was taking bites out of little sections of the quiltiverse, if so to speak, and seeing you know what drew me more to certain things and uh, what I enjoyed more.
0: Well, I love that you just dove in. I absolutely love that. So tell us something outside of quilting that has played a big role in your life, so some other interest or um, passion that you have.
1: Oh, um, well, I used to play roller derby, actually, for uh, Toronto (laughs) quite some time ago now. But, yes, I played roller derby, and I loved it. I still miss it sometimes.
0: So was it actually a competitive sport?
1: Oh, yes, yes, big time. Very competitive. (laughs) Yes. It was friendly, um, huge community with that. um, Like, you would knock down somebody, but you would – help them right back up, you know, that kind of thing. It was a great sport to play very aggressive, but it was so fun.
0: Yeah. So I'm curious then, have you found some of that community in the quilting world like that? It's a term that comes up a lot among quilters because many of us Mm -hmm. do find that that is a marked characteristic of the quilting industry. Do you find it so?
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I, I quit roller derby a number of years ago now. And I think that was a big part of what I missed the most was the community um, and the rallying that there is within that. Uh, And it wasn't until actually I found quilting that I found that once again, I found my tribe, my community once again. And so um, I'm very fortunate that I found it twice.
0: That's great. Well, I'm I'm happy we can be that for you because I agree mm-hmm. with you. The, the quilting, um, I keep saying industry, that sounds too formal, but the quilting world is a very warm and welcoming one.
1: I say the quiltiverse.
0: <laughs> quiltiverse, you got it. <sighs> I wanted to ask too, looking again, as I mentioned earlier, at your website, you have this very retro vibe, obviously that's in your name and it's very, would you say, 70s and 60s vibe like the colors the oh yeah the florals the um printed faces with the with the big hair and those sorts of things what is it that you love about that is it the color is it the pattern is there something specific
1: oh all of it I it's so fun it's so colorful um yeah like the retro, um, colors and color combinations really speak to me. Um, the whole generation really speaks to me. So I just think it came out with the quilting naturally. Um, but it's just, it's so are you fun. Into,
0: are you into music of that era too?
1: Oh gosh. Yeah. I, yeah. I grew up on classic rock and, um, My dad's got a lot of fun stories of that time, too. (laughs) So, yeah, I think it was all very intriguing to me at at a young age.
0: Well, I'm dating myself when I say that was pretty much my time, too. But for me, I grew up in in a remote area of northern Canada. So we actually didn't have even radio, never mind television, for many years of my childhood. So I didn't grow up uh, hearing the culture. I was introduced to it sort of after the fact, But I love that style of music, too. There's just something so lively about it. And when you think of the culture of that decade or 15 years in there, I mean, that was the culture, right? And you hear it and you see it.
1: Oh, yeah. It's just, I mean, not to be cliche, but it's just so free and fun and wild. I love it.
0: (laughs) So, you know, enjoying it now, we get the best of it and we get to leave the worst of it back there, right?
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: So when you're out thinking of a new quilt that you want to make, do you always kind of gravitate toward those retro, you know, rich golden avocado sort of colors or do lots of different things appeal to you? And that just happens to be kind of a highlight in your theme. No,
1: that's, that's what I gravitate towards for sure. Um, If well the people who are listening can't see this room behind me but it's my sewing room is very very colorful um my favorite colors are orange and yellow and all of that um so I just think that like the color schemes and the fabrics um, that convey that retro vibe just pull on my heartstrings you know
0: And I am lucky I get to see, you know, I can see part of your wall behind you and it's got this lovely gold and orange bold. I don't know how wide that stripe is. Two feet, 18 inches?
1: Oh, it goes around the room.
0: Running around the perimeter of the room? Yeah. Yeah,
1: That's an eye-opener when you walk into your
0: studio. You're like, yep, get right
1: at it. Yeah, well, it's... (laughs) it's my happy space oh right? and now i see your- you you've shifted
0: your camera just a little listeners yes. and now i can see there's a big swoop in it it's not just a stripe going around it's a lovely curve i love that love go. love yeah. love it <laughs> now i want one of those for my own okay
1: oh, and- go ahead Oh, it was a lot of work, but I think it was worth it.
0: (laughs) I was going to ask, and then I thought, that's maybe a rabbit trail. But, you know, let's go down it. How in the world did you sort of map that out and mark it on your wall to paint it?
1: Oh, I got Um, my husband to do it. good for you. (laughs) Good for you. I got the colors. I bought the paints. I had the idea. Um, I did the straight lines. That was okay. But the curves, I said, hello, oh, honey. And he's really handy and good like that. So I got lucky.
0: <laughs> nice. Really nice. Well, it is very pretty. All, all sort of making fun of it aside. That is just, it's so cheerful. I love that.
1: Yeah. Thank you. That I guess that's what I like about the fabrics and the colors and stuff of this genre is that it's just, it makes me smile. It's happy. It's fun, you know?
0: It does, and I'm just thinking about the 70s-type fonts as we're talking. You know, the big, squishy kind of fat letters. Even those, they're just animated almost. Yeah, Yeah, just love them. Yeah, exactly. Alrighty, turning corners a little bit. You're recently getting into pattern design, designing your own quilts, yes?
1: Yes, yes, absolutely.
0: So what about that speaks to you? Is it just the freedom to make your own thing or is your head just bubbling over with ideas that you want to share or all of the above?
1: (laughs) I think it's definitely both um, because I am more gravitated to this retro style. Um, Once I was discovering my own path and style within quilting, I wasn't really seeing that reflection out there. I wasn't really seeing a lot of patterns and stuff um, in this that reflects this retro vibe. So I decided to create it myself and see how that went. And here we are. Um, I took the quilters candy uh, pattern writing course to learn how to do it. And I have my first pattern coming out on February 9th. It's called Boogie Nights.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Well, I really look forward to that because I agree with you. That is not a a a niche, maybe that's well filled. Yeah. You just don't see a yeah. lot of those colors, and particularly a lot of the '70s type shapes and designs. So, so you've found a little a little happy place right there, and I think there's really room for that in the quilting industry. So, I look forward to seeing what's on the horizon. Um, are you offering any type of other, you know, classes or quilt alongs or any social type aspects? At this point,
1: uh, I really intend on doing that in the future. Um, come March 1st, I'm releasing a free pattern, and I have intentions on doing some work uh, or courses or whatever, some sort of community um, scenario with uh, learning curves and sewing curves and also with um, color and how to incorporate color, whether it is a retro vibe or not. But um, I think a lot of people are intimidated by color and picking fabrics and what have you. Um, With my background, I've always taken art classes. I was a color specialist with hair, I was a makeup artist, all this. So um, all the way through, I've had a lot of color theory background. So um, it, it's become like a natural uh, progression within my quilting to convey all of that. And I would like to share that with others.
0: I find that really fascinating. I mean, the, the art training doesn't surprise me, but to think that your hair coloring skills could translate into how you approach color, how you maybe evaluate and assess color oh, yeah, and make decisions. Absolutely. that's That's really neat.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Just even, you know, your tone, uh, if it's warm or cool and things, absolutely, it comes into play.
0: Interesting. So when you, when you start to approach a quilt, where do you start? Do you get pattern first and then you go hunting for the perfect fabric for it? Or do you see fabric and it speaks to you and says, make something pretty with me? And then you start trying to come up with ideas and maybe they're original ideas, but kind of what comes first for you?
1: Oh goodness, I both, both my, I have a cabinet full of fabric here that's waiting to be, you know, made into something beautiful and special because I just had to have that fabric. (laughs) And then there's other times where it's like, okay, um, I have this beautiful pattern. I need the right fabric for that pattern. And, um, you know, you have to find something fitting for that so it goes both ways good
0: to know mine goes one way it's always fabric first I think infallibly so it's funny how we each approach differently yes fabric and color speaks to me and I of course I love scrappy quilts so it's very easy for me to just collect you know a lot of corals and a lot of teals and that sort of thing and then and then the idea for the quilt comes to mind but it's just fascinating how we each approach it differently oh yeah I feel yeah. like quilting is almost, um, more than many crafts, is so broad. You know, you look at the styles of quilt making out there from English paper piecing to, you know, machine sewing or hand quilting compared to the machine quilting yeah. that I do. There are just, it's almost like entirely different careers or different crafts. There's just so many in there.
1: Oh, yeah. It's a huge umbrella. Um, That's a good and word different- for it right? Different categories for it. So, I mean, I have only tried paper piecing once and that was early on when I started and I went, this is a little too much for me right now, but not, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to try it down the road. Um, There's so many things that you can do with paper piecing that I would like to learn eventually, but I'm just not there yet.
0: And you honestly touched on it a little bit earlier. You were talking about early on bindings gave you trouble and then recently you posted a little reel about how to do bindings on your instagram feed and it was so sharp and clean and you just saw very clearly that progression and english paper piecing can be the same way so can many other skills but have you really found that to be true over your couple years of quilting like what once seemed so difficult so technical so intricate is now just just another (laughs) seam
1: yeah Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just progression and practice. And um, I mean, I also did do the work of looking into how can I progress and how can I get better? I knew that binding was uh, initially a problem for me. So I did the work to figure out how can I correct that. And um, now I think it's one of my strong points in my quilts, you know, so that right
0: there is, is a piece of wisdom. You know, when something's giving you trouble, um, take the time to find a right yeah. way, you know, and invest the time in practicing in it. And yes. yes, happy surprise. It is now your strength. I love that. I love that. Well, in that line, is there some nugget of wisdom you would like to share with our listeners can be about the journey of crafting or quilts or life, whatever you like?
1: Um, yes, yeah, so I knew you were gonna ask this, so I did think about this a little bit <laughs> um and it was funny because the other day I was reading a book to my kids, and it was about being a bucket filler, and so the whole idea of if you're kind and thoughtful to people, um not only are you feel, filling their bucket, but you fill your own bucket and I just think... Uh, we could use a lot more bucket filling (laughs) in general, you know, especially in these times, uh, kindness goes a long way.
0: It does. It does. And being intentional about those things um, is sometimes what it takes, right? That doesn't come naturally to all of us, any of us really, all of the time. And it, it takes intentionality. Great advice. Oh,
1: yeah. I try to be a cheerleader whenever I can, you know. I think it's good to be like that.
0: How old are your children?
1: Five and seven.
0: So, so. there's still little people underfoot. How nice! So are <laughs> you are you creating crafters out of them?
1: Yeah. So my uh, my seven year old, we actually made a quilt together over the summer, and uh, prior to that, we did a little scrappy pillow. And so now my youngest one, of course wants to get in on it and they're always drawing me pictures and such of look mom I drew you a picture of a quilt and I love love mom on top it's super cute
0: love that passing it on good for you yeah Well, thanks ever so much for joining me. This has been a real pleasure and I look forward to seeing your new pattern release. And I will for sure put links in the show notes to that upcoming um, release and places where folks can find you. Did you want to mention briefly anything in particular they can look for or one or two favorite places um, that you're present on the internet?
1: Um, Well, there's my website at www.theretroquilter.com. I'm on Instagram at the Quilter. Um, I also have one tutorial up right now for sewing curves on YouTube and my intention is to share the knowledge that I have and how I learned with others via um, YouTube and Instagram and stuff like that. So be on the lookout especially if you're learning.
0: Excellent we will be on the lookout for new and upcoming videos from you. Thanks so much for sharing your
1: time with me. Thank you Susan.
0: Thanks so much for tuning into the show. I really hope you enjoyed today's chat. If you did enjoy this podcast, consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast app of your choice. It so helps other listeners to find the show so that they can enjoy these stories too. I'd also love to hear from listeners who'd like to nominate a crafter with a story to tell or even nominate yourself. To do so, just email me at info at susan.com. So until next time... May your sorrows be patched and your joys be quilted.